What does it cost these days to go big-time dirt lay model racing? Well, look at the numbers, plus talk weekend racing, including a big win for Brian Brown, an all-star sweep of the Outlaw Weekend, Robert Ballou ruffling feathers, and the end for a legend. Let's go. It's Sunday, October 8th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Today is the final day to take advantage of the 30% off deal I've been running for Dirt Tracker merch this week. Everything in the shop is included, like the hats and the shirts and the stickers and everything else. You can use code OCTOBER at checkout uh, at shop.dirttracker.com, or you can click the link below in the video description. That should auto-populate the uh, coupon code when you go to checkout. The code expires tonight at midnight Eastern, so you still have a few hours to get something. Uh, The big topic we're going to get into today is the cost to go dirt late model racing. Way back in December of 2022, I did a show where we talked all about the costs on the sprint car side of the sport, and I'll link to it below if you haven't watched it yet. It's actually the second most viewed video on the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel, and I've had quite a few requests for a dirt late model version. If you're curious what my most viewed video is, it was actually the daily show we did about tire doping. I wanted to dive into this today because there was an interesting Facebook post about this exact thing just a few days ago. Money around dirt racing continues to be a very hot topic, both around the cost to compete and the money available to be made through things like payouts. The quite lengthy Facebook post I'm referring to came from Sean Martin, who owns the Viper Motorsports 96 machine that Tanner English drives currently out full-time with the World of Outlaws Lay Models. And I know if you're watching this on YouTube, you can't really read the post on the screen. I just wanted you to see how long it was. Uh, He obviously went into uh, quite an explanation of things. The Viper team has also previously fielded cars for Max Blair and Daryl Lanigan. It hasn't been a very easy season for Viper and English as they currently sit just ninth in the Outlaw standings with 10 top fives and 22 top tens in 34 races. They did get a uh, split field prelim win at Talladega back in April with the Outlaws and they recently picked up a $10,000 Mars victory at Brownstown. Based on some quick math, I'm guessing the team is probably around somewhere in the neighborhood of 200,000 in earnings for the year. I've got them at 135,000 with the Outlaws, another 23,000 with Lucas, and they've made scattered starts with Mars, uh, the Flow Series XR, and a few others. So I'm guessing 200K is probably pretty close to where they've been. In Martin's post, he revealed the team is spending $3,350 a night just to drop the car out of the trailer. When just a few years ago in 2020, it was much less at $2,150 a night. The 96 uh, is pretty close uh, to 90 races at this point in the season that they've competed in. That puts them just over $300,000 in expenses. Among other points, he says the teams that race nationally should at a minimum be racing for purses that are $15,000 a win, $5,000 for fifth, $3,500 for tenth, and $2,000 to start. He also says that races that are 5,000 to win aren't sustainable anymore and specifically called out the early season nights at East Bay where races are 5K and 7K to win. And as you might expect, the post garnered quite a bit of attention. And at this moment uh, that I write this, it has 134 comments and over 200 shares. Uh, Going back to his expense numbers at 3,350 a night, Martin didn't say this specifically, but talking to some friends on the late model side, that number is really just for race day expenses. If you figure in, you know, logistical costs, crew pay, equipment, tires, fuel, uh, that's what that number includes. That number does not include what the teams spend on cars and engines and shop rent and insurance, plus their toter home setups. Uh, complete rollers uh, can be anywhere from 55 to 70,000, and you'll need at least a few of those. 
And you'll probably pay another 55 grand an engine, and you've got to have a couple of those in the hopper as well. Factoring in all of that, the top dirt lab, uh, dirt lab model teams right now are spending probably somewhere between $750,000 and a million dollars a season to compete. And when we compare that to the sprint car side, the numbers are fairly comparable. When I did my initial sprint car cost video, I had things, uh, I think, just a little under $700,000. And then after talking to some folks in the aftermath, it's clear that some are spending closer to a million on the sprint car side. But it's also possible to do it for much less than that. And the same is true on the late model side. Uh, when comparing the two sides, too, for cost and prize money, it's also interesting here to point out just how much more the late model teams race than the sprint car teams do. The majority of the top sprint car teams have raced right around 70 times this year. Uh, there are a few closer to 80 races. Uh, you talk about Buddy Kofoy, Danny Dietrich. There are a couple on that higher end. Uh, but most of the outlaw teams, you're around 70. Some of the other traveling teams into the 60s. But the big late model teams uh, right now are all around 90 races at this moment. That includes Tanner English. That includes Jonathan Davenport, Ricky Thornton Jr., Bobby Pierce, Brandon Overton. A lot of these guys are racing a whole lot more often. And there's still a lot of races left to go this season. So there's still going to be plenty more opportunities for these guys to get up closer to 100 races on the year. Drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts on all of this and the money. Uh, if you weren't aware of these costs, these numbers surprise you. Uh, curious what you guys think about all of this stuff. All right, let's uh, talk through a bit of the weekend's racing action. Jumping back to Thursday night and the Tuscarora 50, it turned into the biggest win of Brian Brown's sprint car career. Chase Randall was impressive all night as well. He led the most laps before finishing third on the night. But for Brownie, it really seemed like the seas kind of parted and it was just his night. Brent Marks crashed out of the lead while trying to get by the lap car of TJ Stutz. You had Rico in the mix late. He went out with mechanical issues, but a Kofoid was running second late before appearing to have mechanical issues as well. And that left Randall and Brown to fight it out with Brownie getting by on a late restart and driving off to the $60,000 score. Kyle Larson went 14th to second, but he couldn't track down the 21 in the closing laps. Brown has won a bunch of races in his career. That includes with the Outlaws, with the All-Stars. He's got ASCS wins. He's won in Central Pennsylvania before and obviously a ton around Knoxville. This Tusky 50 win wasn't the most lucrative single race for Brown as his second place runs at the Knoxville Nationals were worth more, but this was really the first crown jewel victory. And he did it against an incredibly stacked field of cars. It's definitely a signature moment for Brownie. Uh, the rest of the weekend at Port Royal uh, under the outlaw sanction uh, was actually taken down by two all-star competitors. Tyler Courtney won on Friday night. Zeb Wise took the victory on Saturday. Sunshine hadn't won an outlaw race since his massive Kings Royal win in 2021. And he did it pretty handily on Friday. He's now led laps in two of the last four outlaw races. And he was second to Zeb on Saturday. And as for that win for Zeb, Saturday night, he outdoed Lance DeWeese and then held off Sunshine at the end to score his first career outlaw win. This was just weeks after he secured his first ever All-Star Championship. In 46 previous outlaw appearances, Zeb was actually without a top five finish at all and only had five top tens. And it's interesting, too, at a point in time where Donnie Schatz continues to struggle with the Ford power, I think that engine really played a big role in Zeb's championship, and he was clearly fast with it uh, last night. As for the outlaw title fight, David Gravel was able to take a chunk out of Sweet's lead. The gap is now 68 with eight race nights left. That's about 34 feature positions to still make up. Next up for the outlaws is a, uh, 81 Speedway and Lakeside Speedway next weekend. On the late model side, Bobby Pierce swept the outlaw weekend between Brownstown and Fairbury. His championship lead was extended yet again. He's got just six races left to hold on for his first ever national touring series championship. Down at Swainsboro, uh, Josh Putnam claimed the first ever Hunt the Front Series title thanks to a fifth place run last night. Ashen Winger, Carson Ferguson picked up the weekend wins, and Joseph Joyner was actually leading the standings heading, uh, heading into Saturday night's race. 
but a 14th place result last night saw him slide to second in the final rundown. Championship season for Hunt the Front is now complete, but the series still has two races left in 2023. They are sanctioning the National 100 late in October and the Gobbler at Duck River in November. In New York, uh, rain has played havoc all weekend on Super Dirt Week, and the three modified features has, uh, have now been pushed to Monday. The only race we've completed so far is the Pro Stock main event. Uh, Luke Horning picked up the win in that one. 358 feature will roll off at 11 a.m. tomorrow with the Sportsman and Big Block modified features to follow. At Lawrenceburg last night, Justin Grant picked up the dominant $20,000 win uh, in the Fall Nationals with the USAC National Sprint Cars. He lapped up to eighth place. His margin of victory was nearly seven seconds at the end over Robert Ballou. With Brady Bacon down in 19th, uh, Grant is now in the driver's seat for the series championship. Just two nights left on the season. In podium interviews, the madman made sure to stir up a little bit of controversy last night. He told Drake York, uh, quote, everybody's tires in the pit area are blistered, but the guy who won the race. Uh, he also talked about maybe one of these days getting a, quote, level playing field. He was clearly referring to Justin Grant and possible tire doping, and it's pretty odd brand for Baloo to get folks stirred up about things like this. There is a history, though, with Grant and failed tire tests. Don't forget that JG was penalized back in early 2022 after a failed tire test with the Extreme Outlaw Series at Volusia. USAC Sprint Car Finale is coming up in a few weeks at Red Dirt Raceway in Oklahoma. As we close out today, happy trails to the People's Champ, Dave Darlin. He announced via his Facebook page over the weekend that after 52 years of racing, he's calling it a career. He's going to run next Friday night, October 13th at Kokomo, and then be done for good. In his decorated career, Darlin won all three USAC National Championships. He made over 1,300 USAC starts and leads the Sprint Car Series and wins all time. He was a 2017 inductee uh, into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame as well. In a social media post, he said it's time for his family and five grandkids. Now, I would say he definitely earned it. That's it for the Daily Today. Hope you guys have a great Sunday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. 